Before we get started, before we get started, this show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kind of like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is Clixinit. This is Clixinit. So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now, your gaming superheroes, Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Welcome everybody to another episode of Clicks In It. I'm your host Dan. Adam has the night off. I'm also joined by both Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? Hi. And Miles is back with us again tonight. Doing pretty good. All right. So tonight we're going over a few different things. A lot has happened since they decided to drop rotation on us, and what's is, what's actually rotating and when. Uh, we're also going to cover. Um, the sets that are coming out in the in the next few months, and because they they dropped a lot of info on that, as far as like the calendar of things that are happening, thanks to what was that Gen Con? Yep. And then we are going to cover stuff that was added to the modern legal stuff, because we did have some new stuff come out with all the LEs and everything, and the 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 Gen Con viables and winnables, um, as well as our upcoming events that we're going to talk about. And then we're gonna finish up with our uh, some questions we got from everyone that we that we posted on Facebook, and then we'll talk about our monthly game that we have here locally uh, that we do, and that'll wrap up our show for tonight. Uh, so to start off, we're gonna talk about rotation. So that was posted. It's occurring on September eighteenth of twenty twenty three. Um, so. The oldest thing in modern will be X of Swords and X of Swords slop, and then everything going forward will be modern. So we are losing everything up to Disney Plus, which both shocked and made a lot of people both angry and sad at the same time. There was a, a very, what I feel like, what mixed reaction from the uh, community, I yeah. guess, on this one. I think everyone that's a competitive player is pretty happy to see it go. Um, there's a handful of people that wanted to get some of those pieces for Worlds that didn't have them yet, and uh, I think the price drop on those probably made them a little mad. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, it's one of those things where uh, they, they've they seen a decent amount of play. I was a little surprised by it, too, just because the stuff feels like it only... Because it, it did only technically come out last year, but a lot of people are saying, well, it got two worlds in, and it, I guess if that's the metric they're going with, then okay, it's stuff's going to rotate. Uh, it's just a little, it was a little surprising from that end. I'm not sad to see it go. Like, it's fine. I was just one of those where it just felt a little awkward because it's like, oh, this just came out in 2022. So. It seems pretty they need to fix that because if Notorious would have came out in August, that means that if you would have looked at that, that means that Notorious would be rotating next year. Yeah, and and, and maybe be legal for a year. That's not. I just don't think that's a good precedent. And maybe they'll equalize things a little bit with um, with this. If this is when they're doing rotation, maybe they'll equalize things a little bit more, and they won't go as far next year. Depending, I don't know, but it's one of those where I under I kind of understand why they did it because of the 
uh, Disney Plus felt like the last big holdout of uh, uh, things that were pretty powerful in comparison to a lot of things. Like, they're on so many teams, whether it's Scarlet Witch or Sakari and Iron Man. Um, those are the two main ones, I think, right? I, I don't... Is there really anything else that's... I mean, the cloak is on a ton of teams. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but I yeah. mean, I'm mainly thinking of figures first, I guess. Uh, but I think it's those two that feel like the big holdouts that um, are yeah, switching sacky. Yeah, are that yeah that are kind of diverging from the from the uh, the competitive scene where they're just the clear outliers because they're on so many teams. And they're way too overpowered on small maps, and since they're trying to push to be smaller maps, that's why it makes a hundred percent sense why they want to rotate that out. Yeah, and this I mean, one's probably going to be a little bit more aggressive just to make up for all the changes. That's what I'm thinking too. True, and yeah, especially with yeah how much they changed, and then these sets were kind of in in the midst of the changes already happening, right? With uh, Wonder Woman, anyway, because we had that was the same year. Wait, no, Wonder Woman was twenty twenty one, and then. All this stuff was when they did their initial round of, hey, we're going to take powers out, and then, oh, we're going to put powers back in. Because uh, Empire Empire was end of 2021, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's rotating out, too. That was another thing. Like, I thought that was going to be where the cutoff was, and then, like, War of the Realms was going to stay, and Disney Plus was going to stay, because they were still 2022. But right. they just said, nope, and they cut the... They cut everything off a little further, so which again is fine. It's just it was a uh, like I said. I think the community was a little surprised by the how much they cut out, just because we have so much available currently. Oh yeah, yeah. Power racers too, especially like Switch. That's it's really overpowered. Yeah, but I mean that's not going away because we just have other people that can do power eraser. So it's just yeah, but not like them where they have a sixteenth square, you know. Erasure. No, but like, I guess me as a hypothetical, like if Switch was to stay, right, and Disney Plus was to stay, you'd lose the access to the ability to swing out that far because the angler's gone. I always thought the problem was the yeah. angler, not necessarily her. It's just that, yes, you can swing her all the way out there with Mad Jim and the angler, but without that, she has nearly, not that near as much reach. Like, she can still do it, yeah, but yeah. you're not turn one ruining someone, or, well, turn, whatever. Either way, as soon as you're... Uh, yeah, she didn't. Agatha did. Agatha still had the ability to, without the angler, to get full map and drop a room. Oh, yeah. I and mean, you have to really overextend your team. But, but that's... Yeah, but that's yeah. the risk you take with that versus Scarlet Witch. You weren't necessarily... Yeah. Uh, you weren't overextending as much either. Yeah. So. Um, so, what sets are uh, actually falling off? So, they are uh, the original Fantastic Four. You have Spider-Man, Venom, Absolute Carnage... House of X, Future Foundation, Wonder Woman 80, X-Men Rise and Fall, Avengers Fantastic Four Empire, War of the Realms, uh, Disney Plus, and then there's some other stuff. So there's the Battlegrounds, the Fantastic Four Deep Cuts, Eternals Movie, and then the Fantastic Four OP. And then for the LEs, it's, they actually kept a lot in, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, they we're... kept uh, them all but two objects that have, I've, I've never seen used competitively. Yeah. So. so that was that was pretty cool. Uh, they actually kept some of that stuff in because a lot of that stuff I think was released like right at COVID or just barely pre-COVID. Like uh, they talked about the the twenty twenty WKOs and stuff that were released. Like the it was the Scarlet Witch, the Quicksilver, and the Pixie. And I don't mind those staying in. 
which on the uh, their website of legal pieces, uh, they actually moved them to the 2022s, which was kind of weird. Oh, so that must just be, I guess that was just like a housekeeping thing, so that way they could, they didn't have like a weird year denominator in there as to like, oh, these are 2020, maybe they just did that for that sake, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to try to keep track of like, oh yeah, these are 2020, but there's a special reason they're in here versus something yeah. else. Um, the uh, the ones that are staying that I was kind of surprised with are the uh, the mail away LEs from Wonder Woman eighty and uh, Galactus also Master Mold I feel like still kind of came out a little bit more recently but Galactus has been out for quite a bit. Yeah, I was pretty surprised by that. But uh, so do we want to, or I would say we uh, we want to go over each set and like a couple figures that we either are happy are going to be gone or that we're like well i'll miss this figure a lot um or both because you could be like i really like this figure but also happy they're rotating <laughs> yeah you could probably start with fantastic four yeah yeah so anybody got anything they want to start with for ten- for fantastic four because i didn't play a lot of this set so i don't really have anything super that i was i'll, I'll miss i played fantastic four swap a ton and that's the first thing that we're losing is um the first swap mechanic um and it had tons of potential people just strayed away from it i think because of uh, new hotness stuff but i still think that it's viable especially now in worlds um, but the biggest thing is uh he's there's so much potential but just couldn't get him to work as a uh, black leopard prime i that's gonna be the piece that i'm gonna miss the most so that's really loved having him I thought he was a great friend which is wild because now I feel like you can because of the Ant-Man LE that he is easier to make use of now I've tried it yeah it's just not it's in this meta with like Saki's pulse wave and stuff it's just it just wasn't where it was I wanted it to be oh yet. I get it I just figured that combo is only 75 points so it's not like a yeah, t- well, yeah. it's not a it's t- a great budget build yeah. yeah you can make budget Avengers team with him for less than eighty dollars, and I think that you can actually compete and potentially make you know a top sixteen or a top thirty-two in worlds with that kind of build if you get enough play play time with it. But yeah, Black Leopard's definitely I think the one of the most underrated or underplayed primes that actually got better with the newer sets and the newer rules. We played a, a lot of home games during COVID, and uh, I remember that was a piece of one of the ones that Christine played a lot where she had a warrior team. I think we were actually building for um, the first uh, Clicks. They called the Clicks Cup was the first one in Orlando. Yeah, it is now and, called uh, the, for anybody that doesn't know, it's now called the Champion Clicks Open. And uh, she would have two um, Sky Tyrants and basically carry Black Leopard up there and then hit you with uh, a Sky Tyrant and your defense would be no more than a 17 and then use the other one to fly off. And then uh, that piece, I think, kind of <laughs> over time, I was pretty done with. But it's still yeah, really I good. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. The other one that was really good, too, that I liked was uh, Super Scroll. I thought he would actually see more play, and just, I think, too many other things started to come out, and he just didn't seem as good. But he always kind of gave me trouble. He was a cool piece. Uh, original one from Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, underrated. I, th- I think that he's still good, yeah. even at his 50 or 75-point line. See, I will miss, uh, I'll miss God Emperor Doom. I always wanted to make him work. 
like even though he was only four clicks long for 100 points, uh, just the raw stats and things he could do uh, was always something. Did somebody win? I don't with him and the Sue Storm Valerian Franklin. I don't think hundred points. I could have sworn I heard something about how that team won. I don't think won like a states or nationals or something. Maybe a states, but I don't know about Nats. I th- maybe states, but again, he was just one of those that was really cool, and I, yeah, he just I felt like he never got the time to shine. I guess type of thing, you know. Yeah, just for COVID. Yeah. And then uh. Sweater's the greatest guy. Well, I feel like it's him along with Franklin Richards, right? The rare that makes everybody power cosmic because then his defend <laughs> is like, oh, I, I cannot win it, so I have to just deal with this night. Yeah, and then you have Lockjaw. Yeah. So, yeah. Which we'll get we'll get to we'll get to Lockjaw. Um, yeah. But otherwise, there, but no, there was thing with him specifically, yeah. But otherwise, there wasn't terribly much else in the set that I was like, "Oh yeah, this definitely needs to go." No, no, I think it was pretty much just that thing. Maybe, I don't think there was anything oppressive. It was maybe, maybe Franklin Richards, I guess. I mean, I think Swap was more oppressive when you went with the with the old first player control thing because you could screw your yeah. opponent out of it, so you just couldn't swap the way you wanted to. I think that was probably the. The, the thing that irritated me the most was something like that but uh, otherwise that otherwise besides that I don't really yeah there's nothing really else in here that I think is that bad uh, so next we have what is it Spider-Man Venom Absolute Carnage after that yeah this one we played a ton of uh, so I have a lot of pieces of this one that I'll miss for sure um, even just like the uh, Absolute Carnage um, Super Rare that came with the Symbiote, he was a lot of fun. Um, I know, Dan, you like the Null too, right? Oh, yeah. Null is my ba- I mean, Null will still be my baby, even post-rotation. It won't matter. I'll still play that. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. I wish he, he needed some kind of extra thing, especially to stick in, like either Flurry, Exploit Weakness, stuff like that. Even with the All Black, uh, being able to equip it automatically, he was pretty pricey. He just needed a little bit more. But he was a lot of fun. If he could cut through reducers, he'd be perfect. Like, cause then yeah, then, he just needed to, uh, to be able to deal some kind of more damage. I think Flurry would have helped him out a lot. Well, he got Flurry on a lot of his clicks, right? So that was kind of the thing I was. But, okay. he, but he couldn't charge in Flurry ever, right? He had to rely on the um, the moving through the mist thing. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he had big swing on his own because you can. Was it poof for four? Or no, sorry, you or at the t- at the time you could poof for six. Right, because you had minimum range six on the smoke cloud. Um, oh no! But he, no, it, it sorry, just has, it's the it has four squares. Yeah, so it's four, and he had a s- five charge, and then you have the giant reach from the necro, so you have four, and then another five, and then six. So he, I mean, he had a ten square swing just by his lonesome, and that's without doing anything. So I was okay with that because of his and his just mobility to just like poof behind a wall. As long as he's on, he only had one click of charge, and then if he is out there, now he's gonna get hit. Yep, and Uh, then he's just flurrying or sidestepping away, and then he starts to lose his attack, and then he doesn't have any reducers, and you're just hoping on a shape change roll. Which the shape change is really, really good. I'll give you that. I think it was a was, I think it was at least a 50 50 for sure. Yeah, it was a four three six. Yeah, um, 
they did nerf him a little bit because of the shape change, or sorry, or the plasticity changes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those that like he did a lot of like neat things, and I just think if he would have had to wait to cut through reducers, he probably would have been. I would have been okay with the making the one attack with top dial charge, because it's like he's still doing four damage, and getting rid of the double rollouts in and of itself is really powerful. So, because you don't even, it's not even that they're like reduced, you just don't have them. Within the set, he was pretty good. Oh, yeah. I mean, within the set, if you pull them in sealed, you gave everyone a terrible time. Uh, but I guess the Necrosword probably everyone will be, will be excited that will be gone. Yeah, that's just blown up lately. Uh, oh, once Beyond Amazing came out, it was a must. I will miss. And shout out. I will definitely miss some of the... Another Prime. Another Prime? Oh, what, uh, are you talking about Doppelganger? Yes, yes. He was on uh, another Prime. Yeah, I played him a lot. He was yeah. great. Yeah, alright. I will, I will miss, uh, I will miss the Prime Venom from this set, even though he wasn't really all that meta, but, uh, I thought he could be... He was just a little too expensive, but I feel like he walked so that Prime Spider-Man could run, because they're very similar in how they <laughs> operate. Yeah. I can see that. You tried to make him work quite a few times. <laughs> hey, the couple times you played against me where I had him, I did, you at least, I gave you a run for your money. It was not easy to deal with me. Yes, you hit your shape change rules. Um, but yeah, the, this set was like, uh, I, I will also miss some of the autonomous guys. Like, I like playing the, uh, um, the Flash Thompson a lot. He was a lot of fun. That whole mechanic was actually really, really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked the swap in for when they died because you you paid what was I felt like the appropriate amount of points if you did swap in, but you got a lot of stuff for it. Yeah. And, and the chases, I think the chases really were the bread and butter of the set. True, but I felt like they went in and out. The only ones that kind of like held were I think Spider Hammer Eye and maybe Spider-Pharaoh at best, because, like, uh, Spider-Man 1776 got nerfed, so then no one wanted to play him. Uh, no one really played Spider-Biking that much. Uh, Penny fell off once robots rotated, because, like, this set came out, and then they rotated yeah. all of the robots from Dark Phoenix, so she fell right. off really hard. And then uh, Miles Miles West and Leo just kind of never got their time. I think Miles Miles West still has, I think there's an opportunity now with Miles Miles West, uh, especially being able to get um, uh, Commissioner Gordon Legacy and, and uh, onto a spider family for double TK. And Manhunter, probably. And Gamora Prime. Yeah, and Gamora Prime. Um, there's, I think he still has, the, but it, it's just that it's such an old set that people don't want to reach for that. They want to play the new hotness. Yeah, and Leo is just too expensive for sixty points. Like he's good, because yeah. uh, I mean he is charged flurry, blades, which is pretty good, and and his whole make perplex and outwit a minimum range four, uh, or sorry maximum range four is really good. But he's just sixty points is a lot for only four clicks. So the scientist isn't super hot right now to make the Spider Man family. No, no. Although you can get prime. Well, I mean he's already Spider Man family, but it was just. Prime Spidey is also a scientist. Yeah, there are, there's good scientists that just, it's not a very fleshed out keyword anymore like it, it was uh, probably like two years ago. Yeah, it's not as cohesive. 
Uh, so the next set after that, which I don't remember what that is right now. House of X. House of X. Oh, that's right. Uh, that was... I didn't play a lot of that set. That was, like, I liked it, but I didn't get to play a lot of that set. But I think that was... And there's just two, two that I can't stand. <laughs> what? Which I'm sure you guys would agree. Let's, uh, let's see. Um, Bishop Prime. Oh, he's fine. Oh, he's fine? Um, okay. He, he, yeah, he's not one of the ones I hate. Jubilee yeah. and Maggot. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jubilee and Maggot. Yep. Yeah. I think Jubilee's I biggest problem... Jubilee. I think Jubilee's biggest thing was because you had Swap. So then you didn't have to, like, necessarily invest in her on the board because you could just swap her in if you won map, and then you're like, all right, I have a dragon now. Versus, like, if you had to have her on board at the risk of then not getting map, and then she's just her sidestep energy explosion, it's not as... I guess it wouldn't, no. feel, it wouldn't feel as bad. Uh, there's only one piece that I actually played because I came out. I came back to the game after this was out, but it was the... Uh, the uncommon um, forge, which people think that he was overcosted for what he did, but I love the fact that you could choose plus one attack or plus one damage for your entire team that was adjacent to him when he chose that. Well, I think a lot of people didn't understand that if you activate that when they're adjacent, you get it for the rest of the turn even after you move away. Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably. And I, are you talking about? I think that he's well balanced price wise. I think for thirty points. It's, that's a really good power for a thirty point piece. Yeah, he he doesn't do much else, unfortunately, for that thirty. Like he, that's just it. Like it's good. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I will miss the prime apocalypse. I always wanted him to work, but I could never get him to work. Yeah, even at his low costed uh, one hundred points, he, he we had a lot of fun with him because um, this was still before a lot of constructed play was starting back up. So he was like a staple at our house for quite a while. Yeah, because he has like. His traits are all amazing because he, I think he gives himself, uh, he gives him stealth, uh, he gives himself steel energy. He can pick to be, or he has protected from a bunch of stuff, and then he can, he also has the behind the scenes thing, which I thought was really dope, and then he can just free either be a colossal or just, he picks a standard power every turn. And he also just, yeah, has the, uh, yeah, the pick a power, and then he hands out, um, powers to four different characters on your team. Yep. I think the biggest thing is, if he would have given the horseman keyword during force construction, or when establishing theme teams, instead of at the beginning of the game, I think yeah. that would have helped out a lot. Because uh, your odds are already not going in with a theme because of it. The only other thing that bugged me was that his... I feel like his point cost should have been different, because... Uh, at least at 100, then if you have your four horsemen, you're 300 points, but then his other two lines are 150 and 200. So then that just, yeah. it, you never come off to like a clean amount of points. After that, you're like, well, now I'm 450 or three for 250. So it just felt awkward. Yeah, it was a little harder to build with. Yeah. Uh, I know you really like Juggernaut though, Ryan. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of fun pieces in the set, like Juggernaut. This is the only modern uh, Gambit that we have. He was a ton of fun. Um, the Star Jammers that came in this set were way better than the ones that came out in uh, Rise and Fall, so I'll miss them as well. I will also miss Dark Britain, and actually I'll probably miss Chase A. He was pretty cool. Like He was, he was just one of those that I didn't see a lot of play initially, but got better, obviously, when Swap came out. And I still yeah, think is I still think is pretty good for seventy. Like those four clicks with the stop click is really good. 
one of his biggest things was the um, the Kirkcullen Revival because there wasn't a whole lot of playable pieces with Kirkcullen Revival. Oh yeah, so and, but he could uh, he, he could had bring that at seventy, so it was a decent point line. Yeah, you could bring a lot of good pieces back with that. And Richter's another super rare. I think that's can make a lot of noise in today's meta. It's just a forgotten piece because I think at forty points he's still well playable. Well, even with the changes in terrain, you can make a piece of terrain, and then someone with super strength can just go and take it and hit someone with it. Yeah, yeah. I played him well, a lot of times. Teams. Counter stop signs because all it is is that a character within range that are adjacent to squares of block. Yeah, I thought that was. I oh, always thought. I always thought that was dope because he could do that because he had six range. So he had a five charge plus the six range from the. Um, what do you call it? The yeah. his trace. So he could get an eleven swing by himself and go through walls basically. And yeah, I yeah, thought, I TK, thought, it's full map on a small, yeah, on a small map. So I thought that was need range. So just, just it's everyone. Yeah, I thought that was actually really dope, especially for stop signs, and even has mystical. So like even on a mystical team, I thought that was worthwhile because you get the free barrier, and then you get hit all everything else that he does. And he actually counters the um, Indigo One team pretty well, the Mission Point team. Especially if they get a bad roll with the um, Watcher, because he has protected Mystics. Yeah. And they want to barrier up and protect themselves, and he's just going to hammer them all. He's just going to hit you anyway. Yeah. Yeah, for 40 points, it's good. Yeah. I think he's good just to have, not just to be a counter for that piece. But, yeah, so if anyone's listening that doesn't know what they want to build with, build with Richter. Love to see it. Yeah, was there anything else that we wanted to cover in that, or...? Um, one thing, uh, Emperor... Vulcan was actually really cool. He, we were starting to build with him, and uh, then they came out with the changes to Pulse Wave. So originally, he actually, I think, had a chance to be a great prime, but then you couldn't single target Pulse Wave anymore, so he immediately just went down. Are you talking just at 90 or actually like full dial? Uh, we were playing him at full dial, actually. Okay. I mean, it's really good because he's 11, 12, 19, 4 with everything else that he's got going on, so it, it's definitely not bad. And then being able to do the full uh, the full pulse wave was a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that uh, that went away. <laughs> so the next yeah, and that was built into his cost too. Yeah. So that's why it's so much. Yeah. Yes. The next uh, standard set is uh, Future Foundation. I'm sure there's at least one piece that we all know is like, all right, happy you're leaving. Bye bye. Don't let the door hit you. Yeah, the zero zero one, Mister Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he's completely <laughs> completely overpowered. Sidekicks getting leadership broken. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely broken. Actually, what I'm referring to is the, uh, what is that? OO, or sorry, uh, what is that? O44 Molecule Man for 30 points. Cause, yeah. Although, honestly, he's a lot better now with the super strength changes and everything and the terrain changes, but for a long time, he was just. He made the game very frustrating to play because you just have so much barrier to chew through but were you even playing it though that was the, that was the problem is that he it was an uninteractive team with the amount of barriers that he could put up um was yeah like sure you get to play the game but like you can't get through all those barriers oh i was trying to counter build with barrier like just a blow through barrier like have a piece that can just yeah. do that really well and then uh go th- and then and then be able to finally attack the guys behind but that was still really tough because there wasn't that many pieces that could do that no I'm sure people will miss the Doom Swaps, though, too. 
Yeah, the Doom Swaps, the problem is that we just got them, but better. Um, <laughs> that 25 points less, and you don't, can't, you can swap more than once. Yeah, that's... Even going, going back to them now, trying to build with them at 75 points is still a little tricky. It seems overcomplicated at this point. Yeah. Even though, yeah. to be fair, they all, they all are six clicks, which is still pretty good for 75 points. Like, I know we're getting that yeah. for 50 now. I just mean, like, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, point per click cost, and that's still pretty good. Oh, no, yeah, it's, it's still pretty good, yeah. It's just that it's it's so hard to build with them, and I've, I've been trying, and it's just... You just lose that 75 points instead of 50 points now with what everything else is pretty much. It's yeah. a crutch to really make your teams work. Which is just sad. Yeah, that's fair. I still I still like, I think, the uh, the what the DJ Doom is probably like one of my favorites just because of what he offers, the ability to, like, especially with his, his die manipulation, is still really powerful. Um, I remember when he came out, everyone was trying to break him. I, that's, that's like that's the big thing I remember from him when he came out. Well, the funniest one was that, that people were originally saying that you swap the dice that you take off your card with the one on the yeah. dice roll, on and the, then yeah. the one that you take from the dice roll you put on the card, and so it's infinite. Yeah. No, I know. I was like, wait, that no, that's not how that works. But yeah, I, you got dumb stuff down sometimes. No, I know. I just I, that was like the big thing I remember when he first came out, and I was yeah. like, "Wait, what?" But I mean, he's still really good, regardless. Um, is there anything else that was? Uh, I guess like the objects, right? The objects were pretty. Well, there's big. a decent yeah. amount of pieces still too. Like the high evolutionaries are really good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought uh, Nathaniel Richards got a decent amount of play. Mm-hmm. Um, I always liked Marquis of Death, even now with, with the uh, the ten range. He's kind of kind of neat. Especially with all the healing right now. Yeah. He'll be gone yeah. soon, but I think right now would be a great time for him. Yeah. It's just, oh, you've healed? All right, I have uh, I have four stacks of these uh, those false hope yeah. tokens, and now I'm, pul- hoping, yeah. Yeah, now I'm pulse-waving everyone for four. <laughs> I definitely uh, won't miss. Ghost. Oh, yeah, is, is. yeah that, that, I tried making him work. If his apes were autonomous, I think that he would be ten times better. That was the one stopping him, but yeah, the Red Ghost is one piece that I've been trying to make work for so long. It's not possible. Was it, it was a free generate too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a free, yeah, you, you generate all of them. Oh, yeah. But it's a free, so you can do it at any point. Yeah. Yeah, but just, it's, with them not being autonomous, that really hurt them. If they were autonomous, I think that um, it would have made him that. It would have actually made him playable. Yeah, I always wanted Griever to work, but she was another piece that just. It was always like it always felt like the most inopportune time for her, because it's just like she, she eliminates uh, terrain and objects being generated within six squares of her, which feels pretty good. You're just like yeah, mm-hmm. none of that. Cause... She'd be great to bring over to the other side of the map, but she dies pretty easy. Yeah, no, I get that. I always, it was just one of those where she had an effect that was really cool and interesting, and I just couldn't make that work. No, I am. Blackbeard is probably my number one. Um, I was waiting. I was waiting for you. To, I was waiting for you to mention him. I'm like, I, I know Miles yeah, really likes uh, yeah, this piece. Yeah, because yeah, him and Silver is going to be ridiculous. 
I've already been able to prove that he works in silver. Um, I can't wait to see, especially with the new maps, uh, that new Atlantis map. Um, him hitting Quake for his four damage instead of two is going to be nasty. I know he's 90 points, but there is plenty of ways to get that team to work. Um, so I look forward to playing him in silver. Okay. There's a lot of dolphin pieces coming out here that would have been great together. Yep. I have, yeah. my, I have my new favorite dolphin piece that's coming out, so. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm glad yeah. that the ultimate nullifier is leaving because I'm tired of people trying to break that. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was just. The, the things that they've tried to do with that equipment are so stupid. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so next we have Wonder Woman 80. This one I think is one of the biggest sets people want out of here. <laughs> yeah, it feels uh, feels rather de- yeah. divisive at times. Like people both love it and hate it at the same time. It was a well, great the curves set. sucked. <laughs> the curves sucks. Yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah, that was yeah, that was always what scared me that first year after they said, "Hey, we're changing all these things and moving powers around and stuff." I was just like, well, these common and uncommon rares now all pretty much suck for the most part. Yeah. And then obviously the um, elephant in the room, Scarab. Scarab and Sky Tyrant getting out of here. I'm, see, I'm, I'm fine with Sky Tyrant. He's fine, I, see? Yeah, he's fine. He's, I, don't, I like him more now because the Quake was a little dumb. But now that he just is even his even with just the regular charge flurry full speed is still amazing. And I think I'm yeah, still get rid of what was that? making Quake a power action was definitely or a, a a capital close was a good idea. Yeah, I think that was the right call. I think the other thing is I was still I was still probably scarred from like when he came out the power gem was still out, so you just had him walking <laughs> over and hitting for five or something each time if you felt like it. And, but you also had the yeah. option to do to exploit to everybody because charge flurry quake so it was just it, it was i think that was partially where that probably came from was more the him with the power gem and not necessarily sky tyrant by himself yeah, yeah the new rule changes i think actually didn't i won't really want to say nerf sky tyrant i think that they just um made him not a problem um he's still a really good piece for 50 points i'm not going to say that he's not but the new rules also made Scarab that much stronger with the free equip and everything. Yeah, um, but, luckily we haven't been seeing a lot of him. But yeah, but you can get to him a lot easier now too. That's the thing is like he's yeah. not as scary. The time I faced him, I just I literally ran at him and I didn't have a problem with him. To be honest, he was one of those that I like. I got around his barrier, like he tried to barrier in, and I just hit Scarab really hard, and he pretty much falls over if you get to him so and then with the, between the small maps and like how much you can move across the map now with things it's not as bad there's still a lot of long maps that make it a little harder but like i was able to in a recent event the uh, illinois states go across the map with um with spidey in turn one and kill two scarabs right away so it's still possible to get to him. It's just not uh, not as easy on the bigger maps. Oh yeah, no, I get that. I like I get that's why they banned him in silver because there's he's just he's way too potent in silver. But uh, I don't think he's as scary as he used to be. 
Well, especially now that they rule that he cannot see through stealth. Because yeah. For the longest time, they tried saying that if you that you were able to draw a line of fire from a character in stealth, you could hit them. No, I always and, thought that was dumb because the way the stealth is wording is you have to be adjacent yeah. for them to not have their stealth. Yeah, and it took for the official ruling before people finally realized that's how it was, how it worked. Yeah. Uh, I know a couple pieces that people will probably miss is some of the, the some of the other chases, like say like Guy Gardner. I know people really loved, but could never get that special attack power to go off as much as they wanted to. <laughs> After I think yeah, it so many times. Good. Yeah, he always dies, either before or right after you try it. I know another one that, yeah. that everybody, I think, wanted to stay in just because was the Prime Wonder Woman because all the Black Lantern stuff that's coming out. You're like, oh, we won't ever actually get to see this in modern even though we're getting all of the Black Lantern goodies in the new set. Yeah, being able to heal her at a top click on your own turn one would have been really great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chip leaving um, is a good thing. <laughs> it's not just Chip, it's the other, it's the, all the other lanterns yeah, that can make um, Star Sapphire for free. And I hope for Silver, I hope that The Rock actually fixes that by making it to where um, they are essentially the same as the new rings, where you can only generate one, a construct yeah. once per game. Because when he was just able to create a spotlight or a catcher's mitt, whatever, it didn't matter. You mean a stop? But now that he's able to. You mean a stop sign? Yeah, you do stop sign. No, no, I'm talking about just chip. Yeah, there's but, only two constructs in Wonder Woman Eight. Yeah, but, but oh yeah, they can generate everything. Oh, and so I would like to see them. I, that's what I'm hoping for in silver. I think that would be an okay fix. I think that'd still make them good um, if they made it to where generate a construct that hasn't been a green construct that hasn't been generated this game. If they give them that same as the ring, um, I would love to see that change. For silver because uh, the ring bearers are just extremely potent and overpowered. Oh, I was I was confused because I was like the spotlight's terrible, and then but you were referring to it is, could, yeah no he, yeah. you could only generate this Wonder Woman eight because yeah because when he was created you could only create the spotlight or the, the catcher's mitt yeah so generating it more than once a game is no problem but now with all the options I feel like they need to have be generated once per game so I'm hoping the rock changes that. Hopefully, for silver. Hopefully, that is their that is their territory. Uh, I think one other piece that I'll yeah, that I won't miss is Faust, just because every time I faced Faust, he I always had trouble hitting him because he would just barrier him in or something, and then he would always be able to roll or whoever whoever I was playing against would always be able, they would always be able to roll really well with him. Like it was a five or six every time, and so I would just be taking free damage for literally nothing. Like he can't see me. He's eight squares away, but somehow I just. I think that was the part that always irked me was just it was I couldn't get to him as easily and the rolls were always very good and hurt me every time. Yeah, if I played him probably this a one, two or a three, and if someone played against me with him, it was like fives and sixes all the time. And he's the most meta piece that isn't played as much as honestly he should. I think a piece that I, I on small maps. Yeah, I think a piece that didn't see a lot of play that I will miss a lot is actually Firstborn. I should have tried to make him work more in modern. On honestly, on animals, he's still really good. Like I would almost want to use him over. I'd probably want to use him over Maggot, honestly, just because of his utility and how much of a brick he is to deal with. I played him a handful of times and against him. He's pretty good still. Yeah. 
I know it was expensive. I'm just thinking uh, there was a, on animals you can make. There was a team that did a, yeah, a really good job using two of them because that gets around first turn immunity. So if like you have a sack here or whatever, you can, or even a sack, you just move two of them all the way across the map and now their entire team's double token. Which is pretty, Which, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the next turn, they can, you know, they, they obviously have to clear, but um, okay, you clear, now he's going to attack you with two of them, and then you're going to get two more tokens. Yeah. Uh, so the next, or did, did we have anything else well, you before? Got, well, you got the, the three flashes and uh, Star Sapphire, both are from that set, too. I will not miss Star Sapphire at all. <laughs> 25 points for everything she does now I, I know part of it's the uh uh the ring but man she's she was already good for 25 points with sidestep flight tk barrier and now she's just like hey i i got even better with this little ring here yeah well it also gives her yeah, mystics and the ability to create all the uh the constructs so yeah she's just crazy good right now for 25 points mm-hmm. flash has kind of fell off uh, as soon as uh, knockback damage came back. I don't know if I've seen a flash since that happened. I have definitely not seen a flash since then. Unfortunately, well, I don't know if it unfortunate because he got lots of play. Um, unfortunately, his big thing was copying uh, the Green Lantern team ability, like from Chip. Yep. And just basically bringing your whole team or bring bring the whole team over with uh, his double charge. Yeah, because he could basically go almost across the map with it. Because it was what you got this. He had what twelve speeds. So he had six charge and then another six for twelve at least. At least, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next set after that is rise and fall. Uh, besides X, no, a lot of people didn't like rise and fall, but I had a lot of fun time uh, with these pieces. Uh, I th- I think X swap probably won't be missed just because of how like the sheer amount of things you can cheat onto that team. Yeah, that won't be missed at all. Um, I actually will miss Blackheart a little bit. Like, he got nerfed with all the knockback damage coming back, but I actually, like, I picked him up to play him recently, and I for or I was thinking more of, like, on the competitive side, and uh, he's still quite good. It's just, again, you have to be really careful because he's very, very soft to knockback damage. Yeah, and then he... Uh... There's just a lot of ways around, like, the Mastermind and stuff like that now, too, with moving um, terrain and all that. But he was a really well-done piece. He's very fun to play. Yeah. He just... I The thing with him was I, I was trying not to burn the points on him to, like, spawn the guards and keep killing them. Or I would, I'd be, I would try to be uh, cautious in how many times I burned a guard in order to do his trick. Yeah, that was the hard part. Yeah. So, but I, I, he, I like him a lot. He's just one of those figures that it feels too good to play in, like, a casual game. So I never really played him that much because it just felt, like, too much to play in a normal game. Yeah. Uh, I know another piece that a lot of people liked where it was uh, Prime Gladiator. He's one of those that uh, got actually better with the recent rules changes. And so he, he, seemed, he saw a little bit of an up- uptick in play, but now is going <laughs> to rotate out. Yeah, he was a lot of fun, too. I played him a ton and uh, competitive. Uh, the biggest thing now, though, even even though he got better with the way that you can order the role how you want, uh, it's a lot easier to, again, just avoid that mastermind by putting something under them or knocking them back. There's a lot of knockback. 
but it's just harder to keep them safe. Oh, I agree. It was just one of those that I thought he was a pretty popular piece, so people were excited to play him once the rules changed again because he was pretty unplayable when they when with the first player controlling things where you could just force them to use the token or to just have to take the damage. Well, it's just dumb that they can order your pieces like that when they're attacking, so it's always it's how he should have worked in the first place, even though the rules didn't allow for that. But at this point, he's just, uh, I don't think he can do enough damage or keep going or whatever. Yeah. No, I get that. He'll probably get the first hit in, but he's not uh, continuously doing a, a ton because he's only doing basically one thing a turn for the most part. Yeah, it's easier to lock him down. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but that's just how that goes. Uh, so next we have, what is it? Um, there's not too much left, actually, for at least main set-wise. Uh, so we have... Well, we're just going right to War of the Realms for main sets, because we have War of the Realms and then Disney Plus for main sets. Oh, well, you're skipping uh, Empire. Oh. Oh, you... Wait. Oh, sorry. Empire. I, oops, that's my bad. Uh, so Empire is the next set. Um, besides the chases, was there really that much else in the set? Uh, I'm glad that the Ultron Pym is going. Oh, that's right. That's that getting pinged for probbing was just very irritating. That's fair. I think that's not as bad of a thing now that theme team probs aren't there. Uh, but yes, uh, I mean, it's I weird. I caught it always uh, in like more casual games where you try to build a theme for fun. So. Oh yeah. I just hated seeing that piece in in casual play. I remember during a robot game because it was one of those where I'm like, I'm just not gonna prob until he's dead. Yep. <laughs> I hated that guy. Uh, let's see. But yeah, besides the chases, I think he was the big one. Maybe Captain Marvel. Um, he he had that weird interaction when he came out, but they did fix that where he could uh, just even if you multi-targeted, he just became the sole target no matter what. Uh, yeah, he had like three weeks of play, I think. Yeah, and he's. I mean, he's. I think he. The thing is, he's still like really good for just fifty because he's got what uh, running shot, EE, side blast, and then he gives tokens, which is still. Oh, yeah, he's still great. Yeah, and I mean, he's he could be your leader. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's one of those weird things where he yeah he saw a lot of play for like a little bit and then just fell off. Uh, one piece I want to love but is not good is just Harold Thor. It's like I, I will miss playing that piece, but he is just unfortunately not good. He's just a lovely display piece on my shelf currently. And then the um, the shield Wolverine that you could basically not get hit from. Kind of like the uh, the new yeah. Russian Manhunter. Yeah, he's he's uh not is he not immune, but he like can't be targeted. Was that the deal? Yeah. Yeah, because he chooses a mark, and then you just yeah he just can't be targeted unless he's adjacent to his mark. Yeah, that's how that works. Yep. And then we're also losing the Avengers swap with the super Captain America from that set too. Which which didn't really see that much of play, honestly. And I think it was because he was more he was more complicated. Because if you wanted to get the full swap, you had to run two of them. Because right, every yeah. no, no one wanted to keep him on the board. Which honestly, for forty points, I don't see the problem. For yeah, him. he was fine at forty points. Like he's five clicks. Yeah, he's five clicks. He's your leader. He's running shot eleven three. I mean, with e with uh, enhancement, I mean, I don't know. 
it's just that was one of those things that I thought like he he definitely didn't seem bad for forty points, but no one wanted to keep him on the board. And now the new Avengers TA is even better. Yeah, so he'd be like a twelve most of the time because he yeah or well for his first two clicks anyway, but. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, I think it was mainly just the chases. It was what? Demon in Armor, uh, Venom Wolverine. Venom Magneto, which is the biggest one, I think. Yeah, I was just thinking of the popular ones. Was I think, yeah, Venom Mags, Venom Wolverine, and Demon in Armor. We played Ricky Barnes a lot. She was actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. I definitely think she was underrated. And unfortunately, Hulk and Sentry were both way too overcosted. They were pretty cool concepts, though. Yeah, I liked the Hulk at 50. Like, I thought, like, this could be cool. And then it just didn't work. No. Because, I mean, his stop click isn't bad. And then him being a giant with the rules changes for the, the great size was nice. But, yeah, he just, he just didn't work the way I wanted him to. And century. So 17 defense impervious, and then his stop click is just a, a 16 in vulnerability. Yeah. It's just, he can get two tapped really quick. I mean, like, Sky Tyrant has no problem killing that guy right away. No, I know. It made me very sad. I'm like, well, he's, he would just get completely cleaned up by Sky Tyrant. And I think Sky Tyrant, when this set came out, was still just everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then he doesn't even start with his charge flurry click, he starts with a, just a 10 charge. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, I know a piece that everyone tried to break was Venom Wolverine. Or no, sorry, not Venom, uh, Venom Rogue. And then she got immediately routed, I think, even before she came out, right? Yeah. And then everyone was like, well, she's useless now. Which. Maybe. Yeah, because she was 75 points. Yep. And granted, I don't think she's bad for 75, but she's not competitive for 75, is the difference. No, it's still, that's too much to just choose the standard uh, power of an adjacent. Yeah. Well, at least with the, you, it, as long as you get start hitting things, you can then pick powers from whoever because you give out the tokens. But, yeah. yeah. No, I, I get that. That it, once, yeah, it's not that great when you just have the one power to pick from someone adjacent. Because I think what I did, what I did with her was I would pick, like, hypersonic. Because at the time, then you could, uh, she could, like, hypersonic exploit them. So, because she had a 12 speed, so, like, I had a pretty, and she had a pretty far range, so like, even if she only had the three, the three range, her swing was still pretty good. Uh, okay, so, I think that wraps up Empire, right? Yeah. Alright, so with that, we are going to War of the Realms. Uh, I think this set was weird, was that we really didn't have that much, honestly, from this set that saw a lot of play. It was like, what record prime? Um, Gamora, Gamora prime. prime never really got her <laughs> uh, her time to shine. Yeah, her time in the sunlight. Yeah, it was just like she's amazing, and now it just doesn't feel as amazing. I'm glad to see Destroyer leave. <laughs> he doesn't even get played that much anymore. People are, <laughs> people are selling him for fifty five dollars. They're like, oh, he's got to go. <laughs> um, Let's see, uh, Torch is something that I know Miles makes work really well, and unfortunately Miles had to go, everybody, So, but I wanted to like bring that up because he likes playing the Chase Torch quite a bit, and he's got a very effective team with it, um, but that was another piece that I wanted to work really well, but just I didn't feel like I could make it happen because of how brittle he is. The sculpt was just awesome on uh, that one. Oh yeah, the sculpt's amazing. It's just one of those where the, the piece didn't work the way I wanted it to. Um, the thing is, I really want to play the She-Hulk, 
because she with the rules changes is even better now with like all the blocking like destroys blocking changes and super strength and everything even though she's three clicks uh she is a t- 11 four uh plus whatever else she can do with her own stuff for 50 points top dial and i think that's amazing um but she she's another one that i thought never really got her time because she was just a little too expensive and the just did she couldn't get enough going on with the rules and everything i'm spidey i came across him a few times i'm glad he's leaving <laughs> you don't like playing against time dilation spidey it's so annoying so annoying <laughs> i'll have to play him sometime just to be like hey <laughs> uh, and then rocket raccoon was kind of neat also from this uh... he was one of those that i was if i was gonna make an animal team he would have made that animal team very easily. He did something cool with his uh, plasticity from range. And the energy explosion, too. Yeah, and then you can ping him with uh, an outwit. Yeah. So, I mean, he did he did quite a lot, which was pretty dope. Um, it's just one of those where I don't... He just didn't get to see... I don't, I don't think he got to see enough play. Like, he got some, I think, with animals, but that was pretty much it, right? The biggest thing is that he just was easy to target and take out, or you can block his uh, line of fire with another character so that you can get around the plasticity thing. It was just easy to work around him or just take him out in general, but he's good if you could get the first hit off. It just wasn't super easy. That's true. I I agree with that. If your opponent knew what they were up against. Yeah. Uh, Was there anything else? Oh, I would say Surtur. I would say Surtur did not see enough play at 25 points. Yeah, I'm surprised that no one really played him. I played him in uh, Orlando for the uh, that fun, the 2v2 one. Mm, yeah. Um, but even then, I didn't really get to do much with him, but he was still... Uh, I'm surprised no one really played him. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. I, I think he's still very scary. Like, his, uh, his damage power of just, like, anytime he makes a close attack, they can't use... A defense power or a stop click and he's just chewing through that is quite good but um and it, i feel like it's pretty threatening for 25 points to just bounce over there because he doesn't have retail really anymore but he basically um what was that if a character if no characters have been placed place certain adjacent to an opposing character that attacked a friendly character so it's basically retail but it's costed now so you have to actually take a costed action to do it, which I think is a more balanced, especially because well, it's weird because like you can free, you placed over there, yeah, but then you just power action or do whatever you want to after. Yeah, exactly, which is cool because he doesn't have colossal indifference anymore. So you could just he can attack anyone now. Like it's not you're not limited to just colossal or using the retail, and he has eight right. and he has eight range, so he could just also just shoot someone as well if he really wanted to. And then I did play the Fantastic, uh, or was it Fast Forces um, Enchantress? It was not bad for twenty five points. TK. No, she's great. I have one of her as well. The TK Outwit for twenty five is great. Yeah, I played her on a lot of Asgardian or Mystical teams. Sorely needed in that first keyword. They do not have a lot of support powers. <laughs> it's like, hey, would you like TK or any any good ways to move around the map? You're not gonna get that. Yeah, she made a lot of teams. Um, so that's about it though for War of the Realms yeah and then finally we have Disney Plus which I think is the big one basically well at least the two characters we mentioned earlier of Switch and Sakari and Iron Man 
and then there's a lot of second tier pieces agatha obviously is another big deal um prime vision got a little bit of play for a while yeah uh i think the captain america chase is also underrated uh honestly for what he can do even at 125 he's very good yeah, being able to play someone after you hit him with uh, hypersonic, he was yeah. good. I played him against, uh, played against him a lot just in fun games, and he did a lot. And just the force blast now too, because of knockback being so large. So mm-hmm. him being able to knock characters back as well when he hits is just for it, any free damage feels like that's worth it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Collector was one that kind of fell in and out of the meta, like was really hot for a little while and then fell out and kind of swung. Well, the biggest up. thing with him is that he caught that that um, it wasn't even an errata. It was like a rules clarification that if you met the criteria, it was only for people on your starting force that got the bonuses. Yeah, not for people like so. If you swapped in and out, then they wouldn't get the bonuses. Or uh, generated bystanders. Originally, how he was played for a while was the. Um, the bystanders would get the same yep. um, bonuses. Or anyone you mind controlled and brought to your force as well. Yep, that too. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, as soon as that ruling was made official, then uh, he pretty much immediately dropped off. I will definitely miss Party Thor. I <laughs> love that piece to death. Uh, he, I, <laughs> I, even though he's got top dial 2 damage, he is still very amazing for just. Yeah, his the, pulse wave is really good. Yep, and just his ability to heal too was another thing. Like healing off that willpower—that's a fifty-fifty roll every turn. Felt. I mean, you obviously might not get it every turn, but still, you're, uh, you're you have the ability to every turn is is great. Uh, I think I know Miles really liked you as agent and didn't feel like Prime U's agent got time in the sunlight either. Uh, just cause... Yeah, I feel like after rotation, some of these pieces actually could have seen play, like him or uh, the Prime Captain Carter. Yeah, because those were the two primes. I think these two primes were the ones that really never saw play. Like we were getting like these are both really good primes, but they just didn't get their time before all the other ones started coming out. I think right. Yeah, their their keywords um, was a little harder to build with, but uh, there's just other ones that were just too much better. And Destroyer kind of ran it for quite a while, but I mean, the, remember the set was only out for like a year and months yeah no I was just thinking in general uh, that like at the time when the set came out like these primes kind of didn't really get picked out as far as like and then we but, but comparatively the, destroyer was right before it though yeah that's true I was thinking just in general like now you're seeing other primes being played even with destroyer still as an option you know what I mean as like cause people are like well these are still really good and I feel like those two are still really good but they just they, people didn't uh, like latch onto them like I thought they might even with Destroyer as an option well, part of that's the new hotness and they finally really started to hit a groove with, uh, with primes and they're most of them are worth, worth playing now yeah I would say so I would say most m- the majority of them are, are quite worth it um, yeah but that is at least the main sets do we want to do any highlights from the uh, like special stuff, like we have the Fantastic Four storyline, we got the Eternals movie, we have the deep cuts, and then we have some of the LE stuff, but there's not too much. And that's pretty much just like one or two things each. Yeah, like deep cuts, it's 
it's just Torch because he's amazing. Like, I just played him at Illinois States, and he did very well for me. Yeah, that's the only piece that will be missed from there. Uh, Eternal's movie is just that rare sprite. And I would say uh, I will shout out Unimind, even though not a lot of people play her, but she is still very good, and she did make uh, States last year. So, or she, or sorry, Nationals, uh, a qualifier. So, and did pretty well for for Nats last year. She had a couple of good showings, yeah. Um, the Fantastic Four OP, obviously, it's what Thanos and Lockjaw for the most part. Yeah, losing the uh, mostly Lockjaw at this point since he never caught Noretta or anything. He was just as strong as he always was. Mm-hmm. So him going hurts animals and Fantastic Four teams, I think. And technically, Spider-Man family because you can cheat him on there now with uh, Bagman. Not that that's a big combo that's going around, but I always thought that was always in the back of my mind as an option. Once uh, I was, I was really thinking we'd get more Fantastic Four stuff as like a mix-in by now, and uh, that was one of the things that threw me off. Was I was like, oh, we're not getting more because that was definitely one of the uh, things I was thinking about uh, building onto Spider-Man Family was Fantastic Four. Yeah, it still hasn't come back uh, that much. Um, so that wraps up pretty much all of our rotation talk, I believe. Did I miss anything? No, that was the end. Okay. Uh, so next we're going to be covering some release dates of stuff coming up. Uh, so, Ryan, would you like to take the first, let's say, two, th- two things on the list? Uh, well, the first thing is the Iconics Batman. That just came out uh, last Wednesday on the 16th. So your local game store should have that now. Uh, the sculpts are really cool, and uh, I definitely want to build with that Azrael Azri- uh, and um, Bane. Both are really, really cool. Even the Batman's then, uh, pretty good, too. Even the Batman's pretty good, too, even if he's not. Yeah, he's not bad. The other two, I just think, are just very unique characters that we don't get that often. Oh, yeah. No, I dig it. I, that was just when I, I went back and looked at the Batman. I'm like, oh, he's, he's better than I'm giving him credit for. Yeah, he's not bad at all. I just, I'm more excited for to build up the other two. Like, that Azrael actually seems really, really cool. Once After rotation, that's a piece that I'll probably start looking at a little bit more. Yeah, uh, next is Notorious. So, uh, take it away. And then, uh, that's, yeah, that one is still scheduled right now to get a pre-release at September 6th. And the set should release on September 20th. And they're hoping to play that at uh, Worlds for Team Worlds and um, Team Sealed and uh, the Battle Royales if they are able to get it into uh, in stock or whatever. Yeah, that's what they announced was as long as they have the product, that's what they'll be running. Which I think is great. I would, I If we can play Notorious for Team Sealed, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that would be pretty great. Uh, next is the Iconics Batman Slapping Robin, which... I don't think we have an official, re- like, a date, but it is supposed to be sometime in September. And then after that, uh, we have, we're going into October, so the next set is Wheels of Vengeance, but I honestly think that might get pushed back at this point. I'm re- I'd, be at, really, uh, I'd be really surprised. Gen Con, at Gen Con, they still had an October tag. I got, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets pushed back, but uh, as of right now, it is still scheduled for October. Yeah, I would just... Man, that's going to be rough going from right from Notorious in, in September to here's Wheels of Vengeance in October. Uh, and then after that, we have the Death uh, Iconics Death of Superman. Uh, I think that's just a full... It's like, uh, it's like what, seven figures in the box set or something like that? 
I think it's six, but I could be wrong. Okay, I couldn't remember the exact like count of figures, but there's a lot. Because um, you have Doomsday uh, and the Superman that are colliding in like the, the death blow that they both gave each other, and then you have the, the Black Suit Supes, uh, Superboy, the three Reign of the Supermen with uh, Cyborg Superman, the Eradicator, and I can't remember the third one. Steel. Steel, yes, thank you. Um, so that's a pretty big booster set. Or not booster set, but just like box set of figures, which I think is pretty cool actually, uh, especially for Superman, because um, we actually haven't had really that many made, honest, honestly. I mean, we have more in Notorious now, but they're variants, you know, with the uh, the deceased and uh, Black Lantern versions, and the Injustice version in the Superhero slot too. They also haven't like made that great one, so hopefully this one's a little bit better. I hope so, especially with. A couple of them, I think, look like they could be pretty good. Well, I mean, we're only basing on point values and, like, what they look like, but the the black suit one is, like, a pro or a unique ring, so should have something interesting going on. Uh, and then the final thing for the month of October is the Wakanda Forever OP kit, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we're getting the OP kit starting up again. We had the Moon Knight one and the uh, Fantastic Four one so far, and we're... Gonna, looks like we're going to keep getting those, which is nice to have those uh, starting back up again. Uh, Ryan, you want to cover, what, November then? Yep, November uh, has a Spider-Verse OP kit with uh, Miles, a new Spider-Man sculpt, and I think is the other one Ghost, uh, Ghost Spider? Yeah, Gwen. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, they're the two re-sculpts, and then it's the new one is Peter. I think it's Peter yeah. anyway. And then uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Advent Calendar, which is kind of a cool addition based off of last year's uh, Disney Plus uh, holiday special. And then both the Marvel and DC starter sets are supposed to also come out in November as of right now. Those are exciting. I actually want the Marvel one for sure, just because the sculpts are that good. Yeah, both the, all the sculpts on both sets are actually look really cool. I hope that they're playable on top of being really pretty sculpts i don't i i like pieces that both look good and play well not just that are going to sit on my shelf as a display piece i think they've shown the dials on one or two from each set haven't they uh, i think i don't know if i thought they showed just the batman uh, spider-man and batman oh shown, yeah. did they show spidey i'll have to i'll have to find spidey because i don't remember seeing that dial and i want to see how that looks He's got a 50 and a 75 point dial. Okay. Um, then, uh, so I'll cover January and December just because there's only one thing in December so far. Um, so December is supposed to be the Royal Flush Gang OP kit, so that should be, it's like an event style thing, if I'm not mistaken, where you can win a bunch of the different figures and the prize is the, these are the, uh, the Batman Beyond version, if I'm not mistaken, of the Royal Flush Gang. Or that's where yeah. I recognize them from. I'm not sure if they're any in, in any other version of Batman. That's where I recognize them from. Um, so it's and then Ace is the grand prize. So the big, uh, I believe he's a site or Android or something like that. Ace is just the uh, was one of the the younger girl that had more personality than some of the other ones that they based some of the story on. Oh, okay. So wait, who is the big robot guy? I thought he was Ace. Or... Um, I'm not sure. Okay, there's right. a bat hound named Ace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good, good call on that one. Uh, so moving on from that, because I don't want to uh, screw that up any further than I probably already have. 
Um, January, so we're getting a lot in January, actually. So you're getting the DC Young Justice OP kit, which is January 3rd, it looks like. Uh, we're getting Disney Plus called Next Phase, which I didn't know what that was at first. I was like, what is Next Phase? And then I'm like, oh, it's, it's Disney Plus. Um, and then you also have the Gotham Villains OP kit, which looks pretty cool. Uh, and then you get some more Iconics. So this time we're getting the Colossal Kong and then the Sherlock Holmes, which is a, like another set. Because it's like Sherlock Holmes. I saw like a like a Hellhound or something in there. And then a couple other figures of characters that are Sherlock Holmes-related people. I'm assuming you're getting like a Watson and a couple other people. Uh, and then... That is it for January. Now, what's, in, what's important though with those OP kits is that they're changing the way they're distributed, uh, because like the Fantastic Four and the Moon Knight ones, uh, when you would basically just order one kit, and it came with one each of four different items, and then the new ones, I believe it's four each of every item. Yeah, which is much better for trying to make events with them. That is way better, and I appreciate that they're doing that. I hope that that's, continues moving yeah, that's forward. That's supposed to start uh, with the January one. I okay. Believe. So the so the the ones this year looks like we're still getting just the one of each then. Okay. Um, I don't know if they've actually announced what those ones are going to be, but for sure, um, starting with I believe the DC Young Justice uh, in January, uh, those ones should be up to the uh, the four per box then of okay. each each item. Well, either way, that's cool. Uh, so there's nothing in February, so Ryan, would you like to take March? Because I think there's plenty of stuff in here that you're excited about. Uh, yeah, the, the next set then in March is the Deadpool Weapon X set, which uh, we have not... I don't think we got an actual X-Men set in all of 2023, did we? Uh, unless you count the, the Hellfire Gala, which I don't know if they're sneaking them in this year or not. I'm thinking they are because they're starting to reveal dials. But they haven't actually put them on the, the like the on any month for a release this year yet. Yeah, there's been no talk of uh, when they're getting released. And then there's uh, two Peacemaker sets coming out, which those I might be the most stoked about. Uh, the first one's coming out in March, and the second one's coming out in May, based off his actual TV show. Uh, and then they announced also um, another Iconics coming out in April, which is the first appearance of Wolverine, which is supposed to have a Wolverine, a Hulk, and a Wendigo. I'll be excited for... I, I want to see the Wendigo. Obviously, I just like the character in general. Uh, from uh, more mythology speaking than uh, necessarily comics, but I'm still a little cautious from the last one they made. I'd be fine if they just legacy card that one and didn't change him. See, I'm like, nah, please, let's do something else with this figure. <laughs> I'm okay with us not doing that. Um, so another topic that's related to this is uh, we got a lot of stuff, well, a decent chunk of stuff added to modern play. Um that's actually legal currently, right? Or at least it was listed now as legal, right? Because they updated the... Yeah, pretty much uh, everything thing. should be updated in what's legal for Worlds. So they've added a lot of stuff that should be uh, all good to go if you're team building. Yeah, because the only thing that won't be, even though we're having pre-release, is the Notorious, because that's not out till post-Worlds. Um, but yeah. uh, So the so what what got added was the Mer-Batman, uh, the Wonder Woman 3-pack, so the... the what is that called? The not the legacies, but the generations. Genera I think. Generations, yeah. Uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, 
uh, Hawkeye and Hawkeye, Gwen Thor, Venom God of Symbiotes, both porters apparently, even though the first one hasn't shipped yet, and the second one hasn't even been available for purchase yet. <laughs> and then the Moon Knight and Fantastic Four OP kits, and then the Iconics Batman Nightfall. So the, most of these are actually out in the wild and available, at, at least for the most part, I think, especially like the Iconic stuff is already there. And the Mer Batman, the Wonder Woman, and the Space Ghost, and the Hawkeye and Hawkeye, at least I've seen a few different conventions, so you've had decent distribution of those figures. I would say the other ones are a little more limited, but... Scott Porter's that we haven't really heard too much about. The One of them is supposed to be shipping uh, September 1st, and they said it's supposed to be legal for Worlds, but they really haven't made an official statement on when it's supposed to be out. No, which is unfortunate. Um, the next... And the, the, so the other thing, last couple things we're going to cover is, if you want to talk about Ryan, we can talk about upcoming events, uh, or we can go back and yeah, forth. The we can go back and first forth one that, we're, uh, that we have coming up here is the one that we're hosting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the Cheesehead Championship. That one is this Saturday, uh, October, or August 26th. Uh, Coliseum Games. It's a 10:30 registration. Um, we're planning on getting more than 20 participants, but as of right now, based on 20 participants, we have a first case. Uh, our first place gets a case and a first place trophy. Second place gets a brick. Uh, third place gets seven boosters. Fourth place gets five boosters, and then five through eighth place each get two boosters. Uh, and then Fellowship will get a brick and a trophy. And this is all going to be notorious, and we'll ship those out to people uh, once they actually release. And then uh, we, we have enough prizing for everyone, though, so everyone that does play and stay through Swiss will get something. Yep, and we, we really pitched in as much prizing, I think, collectively as we could, honestly. Like, we threw in a lot of... I know, like, I threw in stuff, you threw in stuff, uh, like our personal stuff that we had... Uh, I still have to sort out some stuff that Pete gave me to like give extra like uh, small like CUR packs to people that are com- that uh, as as prize support too. Um, then next we have the last two things. Uh, so the first thing after so after that, uh, next thing is uh, Worlds. So that is Thursday September fourteenth through Sunday September seventeenth. So that's the. Uh, the last big event for the year, I would say. Um, I know there's some other stuff that I think people have started to talk about planning, but this is the big, big one for WizKids. Um, so they'll have the obviously the worlds uh, constructed, and then you'll have team sealed uh, or team worlds, and then there's a bunch of other side events like pulp and other things going on as well. Um, so I'm going. I know Ryan's going, uh, as well as a bunch of other people. So I think we'll. I think we'll. Or at least our local area will have a pretty big showing of people that are going. Yeah, a lot of us are, are, are heading there. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to go this year. This is the first time I've been able to attend since I started playing Clicks, but I started playing in late 2017, so I missed that year. I didn't really know about it going into 2018, and then 2019 and 2020 were kind of like weird years between that because it was, I think, yeah, we did 2020 World uh War, or not worlds but uh nationals online but that was still online because of all the covid stuff so uh, and then ryan if you want to talk about the last big event that's coming up but this won't be till after the new year 
Yeah, there's a pretty big gap between Worlds and the next biggest thing, but then uh, after Worlds, uh, scheduled right now for uh, Friday, January 26th to Sunday, January 28th, is uh, David Newmark's Champion Clicks Open event in Orlando, Florida. But that's still a little bit away, but it'll be, as of right now, the first big events with the new rotation. Yep, and that is, did you already say the dates on there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that one's pretty exciting. Uh, it'll be nice to get away from the cold of Wisconsin weather to go down there for Florida. Uh, and then, uh, I, f I forgot to mention this earlier, but, uh, or no, I did, but, uh, we we're gonna be covering our, our month, or some questions we got from, uh, some of the people on Facebook that we, because I posted our title card for the episode, and we got a bunch of questions from people, uh, so the first two are from Peter Marshfield. So the first one is uh, most memorable video game moment and why. And then the second one is least favorite video game you've played to completion and why did you torture yourself so badly to beat it? Uh, they're non-clicks related questions, but nonetheless, uh, Ryan, would you like to go first or I can go first? Uh, well, the, the most memorable was definitely just the first playthrough on the uh, original Halo game back in uh, like 2000, 2001. And so I've always been a Halo fan ever since. Uh, that was probably my most memorable. And then the only least, I'll, I'll stop playing stuff quite a bit with video games if it's not fun. I think the least favorite video game, though, was something called uh, Blood Omen 2. And uh, it was just, I didn't have anything else to do. And so it was just boring and repetitive, but I went through and just ended up beating it anyway. Some weird vampire game. I think my most uh, memorable and my least favorite were probably the same thing, honestly, because I played, um, I was never really big into Souls games and I didn't know what they were, um, but I bought Sekiro Shadows Die Twice and I didn't realize it was from the same company, FromSoft, that made it. And so I played through it because I just I thought that premise was really cool. Uh, I like um, Japanese history and stuff and feudal era related things, and that's what that game is is about, or that's your setting for the game anyway. Um, but it's it's very punishing to play. Uh, so I I went through and I beat it, but I was miserable towards the end. But I was just like very invested and wanted to get it done by that point. So that was both my, like, very memorable and the fact that I will I will always remember beating that game, but also just, like, oh, I tortured myself at the end there to beat it. <clears throat> uh, so now for his actual clicks-related questions. Uh, these are, do you think that side events for clicks should be more casual or more strict when it comes to the rules and, like, take backsies? And then his second one is, pulp just a breeding ground for rules lawyers. <clears throat> so... A lot of the more competitive people will agree that, uh, you know, as long as dice haven't been rolled and the game state really hasn't changed, it's not really that big of a deal. Uh, when you start being, look at, like, when you start looking for more I got you moments and stuff like that, that's what kind of kills the fun, I think. Um, so... I think it's it's if the more that you allow, the more that someone will allow back with you as well. It's just it leads to a more enjoyable game environment. Yeah, it feels more tense when it's always like I have to be extra careful of almost like not taking my hand off the piece and if, unless I've moved it to make sure like oh yeah this is this is what I want to do 
because otherwise they'll be like, well, you took your hand off the piece, so it's, it's, it's where it's at type of thing. Right. So, and I'm more or less, if, as long as the dice haven't hit the table and we haven't taken a bunch of actions, I'm good. You can roll it back. You know, if you, if you, if you move your stuff up and realize, oh, I can't actually do what I wanted to do, I'm okay with you necessarily moving it, like, running it back. You know what I mean? As long as you haven't rolled any dice. Like, all you've done is moved your pieces and, like, done a perplex here or something there or whatever. That's that's fine by me. It doesn't really. It's not really that big of a deal, because nothing's really happened in the game, or like game state wise. Yeah, you're there. To, you're still there to have fun. So. Yeah, these two questions we we kind of pushed into one because they're they're very similar. I think as far as like what you're trying to ask. Um, well, and... I think one of the things though is with <clears throat> pulp, a lot of people are kind of scared of just the regular three hundred modern, and so. I think a handful of people that are starting to just dip their toes into some more competitive play but sticking to pulp think that's how 300 modern is and so they're trying to just jump on that and think that they know the rules on certain things uh, but it's it's a lot more friendly i think than they really think it is yeah like going to some more of the events that i've gone to now whether it be the kilt the classic or hosting uh states here or going to illinois states like people are most of the time pretty reasonable like i've seen worst case scenarios where it's like oh okay this is not great but these those don't happen as often as you think right um he had uh, one final question was with the sculpt poster released for notorious how does everyone feel about the zod sculpt in the uncommon matching the one from the ultra chase and do you think will have will they have some kind of interaction at all I think it'd be cool if you could bring him in from your sideline when he gets KO'd. Um, as an ultra chase with how cool Mephisto was, I would assume that this guy's going to be pretty pretty cool too. And I don't think that the other two are on the bystander pogs, uh, but it would be nice if like he came off with two other bystanders or something like that. Yeah, they definitely weren't on the on the back of the Dyson tokens or anything that I saw. Uh, and then. Um... Well, I mean, you had the uncommon Gwen Stacy then swap into the chase of uh, Avengers, so I, I could see something like that. Obviously, this is the Ultra Chase, but the Ultra Chase is also 70 points, so I don't know what they're going to do with that. Like, I mean, they could do a lot of things, but it's not a lot of points, but it's also not cheap either. So, yeah, I'm curious what they do with them there. Uh, so next we have... Uh, Mork Bird, so he's got three questions. So his first one is, do you think rotation is going to inflate the cost of figures like Carnage Surfer or the MOE pieces? And then the second one is, with each of you choosing a different piece, which piece are you most happy to see rotate um, and are saddest to see rotate? We covered that before, but I guess we could just like pick one piece each and go from there. Um, and then his final question is, he thinks that a lot of people have missed the fact that rotation now removes all large maps and aligns to their which I don't think it actually removes all the large maps I think there's still, still going to be a couple left over um, because the small maps didn't start happening until was it Batman team up so we'll still have Avengers forever and so the paper maps from Batman team up are still going to be big um, they aren't allowing you to play the big version of the play at home kit one or the uh the starter set ones mm -hmm. um and then after that starting with spider-man they were all smaller um but uh, you, you still have uh, a 
Avengers Forever and X of Swords that are going to have full full maps. And then you still have the ROC ones that are going to be in for at least another year or two, which they haven't made an announcement yet on what ones those are. Yeah, which I don't really, I don't, I don't know. I don't mind the, the big, look like the as many big maps, because like, there's not as many. I guess it's they like, all need to go at this point. Yeah, that's fair. Just because you want to have uniformity or you just uniform of everything, so that you're like, okay, this is what we're working with now. Well, they're doing they're doing it for a reason. That's to make more things happen faster. Yeah. And so the people that are picking the big maps are trying to prevent that from happening, and especially when you have these newer pieces with smaller stats and speeds and ranges it's still going to just slow down the game so I mean they really just need to eliminate them yeah which I get that because honestly when you're playing on the small maps it really wasn't that big of a deal like it didn't really make I've like playing on both now I've noticed the difference you know like you said where it can slow it down just because my pieces can't get across the board as fast because I was playing with some of the newer stuff that had the, the like slower speed and range stats Cause that's mainly yeah. what that's mainly what they modify is the range and speed stats. The damage, I'd say the damage attack and defenses have all kind of stayed the same or have like depending on how many points you pay have fluctuated. Um, yeah, but, it's really just the range and the speed. Yeah, which I think is I think is fine. Um, and then so after that, uh, oh, did you have a um, like a the biggest piece that you wanted gone out of out of uh, that you're happy to see like rotate or anything that you were like oh i'm really sad to see this rotate uh, well the first one was the um the carnage surfer thing in the moe pieces oh yeah i don't know i don't know, I, don't, I don't know if they're gonna inflate that much in price more than they already are like carnage surfer is already pretty high he's pretty much topped out i think um and I don't know if he'll climb back up again any further than, like... Yeah, in general, I don't think Heroclix pieces stay super expensive. Um, so with rotation happening, I think they're definitely going to hold their price for a bit. I think this is the highest in at least a long time that a chase, like a full chase theme, like the Mashes of Evil, um, are going to hold their prices. Uh, but it really just depends on, I think, what comes out in Notorious and the following sets. If stuff is just as strong, then things will start to kind of go a little bit lower. But those are definitely, like, some of the top pieces going into uh, the next competitive events. Yeah, and then the, the second one is, uh, did you have a piece that you were really excited to see rotate or that you were sad to see rotate? Um... The one that I wish actually did get a little bit more play was probably the uh, the Prime Gamora from War of the Realms. I wish that one actually had a little bit more of a chance. Um, and then the one that I'm happy to see rotate is definitely still the Legacy Thanos. I just want that guy out of here. Uh, interesting. Even though he got kind of neutered with both like double nerfs. He did, and he's not played anymore. I just I'm happy to see him just officially rotate out i guess that's fair uh, i guess for me uh i probably had to say prime gamora too she was just a piece that i was really excited that got made because uh, i really enjoyed the mighty or the the uh the thors from secret wars so get having her get made uh even later than the battle world set was pretty cool as a concept um and she just yeah like she came out at a bad time because that was that was when thanos was meta so you didn't want to play her because she would just get mind control and wreck your whole team. So yeah, and then by the time that she was a little bit more playable, then there was so much other stuff to play and better primes. Yep. Uh, and then I think one piece that I probably won't 
miss that much is probably Sakarian, just because he's a 50-point piece that just feels like a tentpole for the most part. Like, there are... He's gotten easier to deal with now with all the knockback stuff and things like that, but he is still so tanky for 50 points and just does a lot for 50 with the, the pick a power and everything and all of his stat modifiers. Uh, and then we have two more people. So we have Wesley Robertson and Jonathan Virgilio. Uh, so Wesley's question is uh, basically... Uh, is that uh, do we have to complain about like WizKids and like every decision they make and just uh, that they're wants to have other figures like see play more often and just worried about the, like where we were with or where we are currently with pretty much Sakarin and Switch being on most of the big winning teams for the most part. Although I honestly I think I've seen more Sakarin than I have Switch in general, but I'm not saying she's not very good. Because she is amazing. It's easier to throw a Sakarian on a team, I think. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to really build around him, whereas Scarlet Witch, you're still kind of building around her, and she's more points. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she offers a lot of utility, but Sakarian's more... He's very... Like you said, just pretty easy to throw on anything, and he just does what he does. You don't necessarily have to uh, do any, like, synergy build for, I think, right? Yeah. And for the first part about complaining, I mean, unfortunately, uh, it's just no matter what, most vocal people are going to be the ones that want to complain, so it's always going to be an issue. Yeah, and uh, pretty much you just can't please anyone. Like, uh, I I will be critical when necessary, but I don't feel like complaining just to complain. So, I'd rather focus on what we can, like what is able to be done, and then just move on from there. Uh, and then our last uh, person that posted some questions was Jonathan Virgilio. So his first question is, uh, what pieces do you think will rise to fill the void left by both Sakarian and Switch mainly? Um, his second question is, how soon before Sakarian gets a legacy? And third is, what's a healthy meta and how can WizKids try to achieve that moving forward? I think the biggest one that's going to fill the void is going to be... Uh... Apocalypse uh, and Genesis teams. I think those are going to be some of the um, harder to deal with pieces right after uh, our racers leave. Really? See, I thought it was just going to be honestly like Carnage Silver Surfer and MOE pretty much that was going to stay as like the top of the meta for a while. Because I mean we have stuff in Notorious but we haven't seen all of it yet so I can't really theorycraft that hard as to how much that that set will affect the meta yet. I haven't seen. I mean, we haven't seen the whole set yet. Well, the Carnage Surfer will definitely see more play. I think there's still other stuff that people are playing. Um, the Prime Spider-Man, I don't think drops off. He's not as good without the um, All Black, but he's also better when he doesn't have to worry about the All Black or Switch or something like that. So I still think he is just as good technically when when rotation happens and you're probably going to now auto equip the black symbiote right after that too so I think there's still a decent amount of pieces that are going to be played the ones that aren't rotating that are still really good are still going to be played after that stuff rotates and now we just need to wait for some better stuff to also come in yeah uh, as far as him getting a legacy I don't really think that's going to happen just and if, even if they no. even if, and even if they did 
he would still be different than what he currently does now. Because yeah, they've never taken a, a, a almost broken piece and legacied it to be just as broken as it was before. Yeah, like, I'll take a key example as Surter, and he wasn't necessarily... I mean, okay, he was broken for a little bit when you could move him and then activate the retail and not resolve it but still do the free two damage to everything. That was a little broken. But just in stating, he came back and is similar but different to how he was before is he doesn't do all the free damage and he gets to make the one attack after he gets if you can place him so he's he's still different than what he was before so still good but just not nearly as potent as his initial or initial incarnation uh and then the final question is like the healthy meta stuff um there's a difference between I think I've heard you allude this, to this before, Ryan, was there's a difference between, like, meta and competitive, and I think that's where I draw the line, is, like, the meta's always going to have outliers in it because that's what happens when you're trying to, like, micromanage your team down to, like, the best of the best things you can get or to, like, maximize it out as hard as you can to get yourself the best edge versus, like, just wanting to play competitive and trying to play pieces that you know are good and think can make work. I think the biggest thing is just trying to eliminate problem pieces and still have good pieces. So I think it's it's probably it's going to be weird after rotation because we are losing a lot of problem pieces, but there kind of was a balance to some degree with everything that was currently in. So it's going to kind of take a little bit of time, I think, to get that balance back especially with the map changes and the stats changes and all that stuff. So um, I think we're on the kind of like the verge of getting to a healthy meta a little bit quicker, but it's just going to, I think, take a few months and probably after Wheels of Vengeance maybe get two more sets in. Yeah, and then we'll have to see where we're at because there's, like I said, they're cutting off or cutting out a lot out of, at least for modern rotation there's a lot leaving so we'll have to see there's, yeah there's a lot of problem pieces but there's also a lot of answers to the problem pieces that are leaving as well yeah so we'll have to we'll have to go from there as far as like seeing how everything shakes out because it's going to be tough for a little while because uh, i think a lot of people are going to have to go back to the drawing board of what to play honestly because there's a lot of the teams are just losing a lot especially like even just something as simple as hulk like he's losing the cloak so he's losing a lot of what people liked playing about him because you only paid 15 points and you got him to ramp him up to 90, 90 points basically for yeah. what, what essentially felt like free until they, until something comes out to have him be able to do some kind of extra free stuff in the beginning again he's probably going to see a drop in play right after rotation yeah so um, but yeah those are those are all the questions that we had for the podcast tonight um our last thing that we can go over real quick is our monthly event that we have here locally which is hosted at ryan's and this last month it was cosmic so that was pretty uh heavy hitter teams for the most part i would say um i played sentry prime at uh with the warlock i played venom thanos at 125 and i with uh the black symbiote equipped for free and then I played Monarch with the Time Gem for 10 points. Um, I unfortunately placed last. Uh, I, what did, uh, Ryan Harris played uh, 
Darkseid from JLU, he played, uh, what was it, uh, Airwalker, or no, or Saint Walker with the uh, blue ring. He played Prime Bats with the green ring, and I, th- he, I think he, he forgot the utility belt. And then he played uh, Mr. Oz from Rebirth, and that was pretty effective. Oh, he also played the old boxing ring, not the, uh, not the WWE one, but the OG, like, uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali boxing ring, I believe that's the one. And then uh, Ryan Rios played. What did he play? Oh, he played the old Unimine, the the Mighty Thor one, and uh, two collectors, uh, the Chase, and then the Super Rare from uh, Black Panther and the Illuminati. He played the Colossal Mangog at thirty. And then, uh, do you remember anything else that was on his team, Ryan? Because I I'm, I'm I'm losing the last like little bits of his team there. Because it was mainly just uh, it was mainly it was it. and it was, then the time platform was on Unimind. That's right. He, well, he had the time platform and he had the uh, the TA or not the TA. He had the feet for uh, was it like something intelligence I think or something like that? Because uh, it gives you plus two attack if you're attacking a character that you share a keyword with. Which in this setting everyone's gonna have the same or share a keyword. So it's just a nice like plus two attack bonus. Um, and then uh, I think that leaves. Just you and uh, Christine, right? Yeah, so it came down to uh, just Christine and I. Um, I was able to secure a Space Ghost, so I actually played him at full points with the Soul Gem. And then the Sinestro with the Sinestro Core Ring, the Marquis of Death with Spectral Ring, the Colossal Dark Phoenix, and Batman with the Green Lantern Ring and Utility Belt, and then the JLU Brainiac with Nightbringer Ring. And uh, then Christine played uh, the Snap Thanos, which ended up actually being a pretty good play because nobody actually wanted to attack him. So he was at full points by the end of the match. Uh, And then a Carnage Silver Surfer at 50 points with the Black Symbiote that she was able to get to full. The Exoswords Hope Summers. The Star Sapphire with the Star Sapphire Ring. And then Mad Jim Jaspers. So I ended up... uh, (laughs) <laughs> trying to pull off something earlier on in the game where I was able to take out Mangog by pinging your, um, was it your monarch? I yeah, think. you pinged my monarch. You, well, you tried, and, but then you... Well, I tried, yeah. I ended up actually crit missing that one, and so um, that killed my phoenix right in the beginning of the game. And then later on, um, I crit missed my uh, th- third time with... The Marquis of Death, I had, I think, four or five of the False Hope tokens that would have let me pulse wave uh, Christine's team. I think, like, three or four of her pieces for four or five damage each, and that would have taken out a huge chunk of them. Uh, but I crit missed on that, too, with no prob. Uh, yep. And then it ended up coming down to Space Ghost, who was able to clear her Star Sapphire and Hope Summers, and then was able to actually take down a full Carnage Silver Surfer all by himself. That I was su- that I was cr- surprised the- about, honestly. I, 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 um, it was a combination of like picking knockback and um, just getting some some good hits in. Um, the Marquis of Death was on his last click, which is why he died um, when he did. Uh, the main thing with the uh, the month that we did though was we actually had heralds drop in. Uh, depending on every round so we'd roll a dice and uh if it was a one it would be fire lord he'd come in and he would use energy explosion if it was a two it would be stardust she came in and would do a pulse wave Uh, morg was three he came in and would do a quake with giant reach two and exploit weakness 
Carax was four, he would drop in and do a close attack using Quake and Giant Reach 3. And then five was Silver Surfer, and six was Galactus. Uh, Silver Surfer just attacked everyone with Precision Strike, and then Galactus just knocked back everyone within range and line of fire, which some of these actually came into some pretty big moments. Stardust actually dropped in almost the same location three times in Pulse Wave, Ryan Harris, which I think took out quite a few of his pieces. It was the combination of that and Galactus coming in and knocking his team back a couple times too. That was what killed yeah, a lot of things. He definitely took the uh, the beating from the Heralds the worst. Um, and then if you killed uh, any of the Heralds, you actually got like a little bonus. So I think the only one that ended up getting killed was actually Stardust. Yep. So he was able to use Pulse Wave is what that one gave you. Yeah, he got it on um, Dark Side. Dark Side killed Stardust and was like, I'm taking that actually. <laughs> Yeah, so he was able to use um, Pulse Wave the rest of the, the turn. Uh, and then the game ended when I, I wasn't able to heal with the Soul Gem because the Death Tarot card was up. And at the end of the round, Galactus came in, knocked me back and the full points Thanos, the Snap Thanos, and I got knocked into a wall, and that's what KO'd me. And all that put me on my last click, and then I got Pulse Waved right after that. Gotcha. I was I was and wondering. I was wondering how that ended because it was like, oh, you took out Carnage Surfer. What? And I was like, all right, okay. So he's still definitely in it because unfortunately I had, I had to leave uh, after after I uh, it got it got kind of late there. Um, but yeah, that was as always. Our monthly games are quite interesting. I'm excited to see because next month, uh, based on your how you won this month, uh, decided the order for who got to pick a keyword that they get to build with for September. So currently we're at, I think, uh, uh, technically Christine picked her team, and then you've picked your team keyword, so we're waiting on the rest of us to pick the keyword. It's gone pretty far down the list, so I'm just waiting to see what I get to work with after that. So Yeah, because we do this once a month, and usually it's a generic keyword or group of generic keywords, but this um, we're doing named keyword, and once it's selected, you can't also pick that one. So. Uh, Christine went with uh, Araco, and I ended up picking Warp World, and now we're just waiting for the um, rest of everyone to pick theirs. So, but I one question, I guess, uh, you know what, I was going to ask you after, actually. Um, but yeah, that's our show for tonight. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Um, I know this sh- episode's a little late. I'm just going to put this out here now. Uh, basically, I had some issues with my recording software, uh, so and I couldn't edit out some of the issues that showed up, so I, I waited uh, and luck- thankfully Ryan and Miles were gracious enough to re-record this with me, so that's why we're getting this out a little late. I do apologize. You, uh, usually we'd have this out either the same night or the next day, um, but that was my fault, so feel free to blame that on me. Um, so this should be out, I would say. Uh, we're recording this uh, Tuesday, August 22nd, so this should be out either tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, so uh, apologize for the wait, but that's why. So as always... Um, <laughs> Our motto is, uh, not all heroes wear capes, some roll dice. Good night, everybody. Good night.